are in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. Excuse me. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's a or yes, good, on AM thirteen eighty and ninety nine point nine FM. We want to welcome everybody in tuning in. Part of our live, yes, we are live simulcasts. We do with the Facebook Live. This is the Noon Report, and this portion of the program, folks, it's brought to you by Jay's Broadway Appliance. Now, listen, it's going to be a hot summer, so why not do yourself a favor? Now, right now, it is still. It is what time is it? Twelve oh six. It's Wednesday. You can already tell. Listen, they're already forecasting this is going to be a very warm summer. Why not do yourself a favor? Right now, if you're in the car and you're listening to AM 1380 on 99.9 FM, or maybe you're watching on Facebook Live. A lot of people actually uh, ride around and they listen to the program on Facebook Live. Why not pop by Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV? They're open right now, Monday through Friday, 10 to 5. Saturdays by appointment, 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5. Smithfield, that's right down from Apple Valley Mall. Jay's Broadway Appliance since 1963. And they also have a new generation kitchen, laundry appliances, beautiful cooking showroom. You deal directly with the owner. And right now, they have started their 4th of July sales. So they have Weber grills that are on sale. They also have a great selection, air conditioners for windows, built-in walls, senior apartments or condos, and also selection washers, dryers, dishwashers, refrigerators. Folks, the 4th of July sale is happening right now. Stop in, tell Joe that Juan sent you. It's Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV, 47 Cedar Swamp Road. That's Route 5 in Smithfield. You can call them at 401-949-7800. Now, we have, good afternoon again, everybody, once um one and all, we have a developing story uh, for those on Facebook. Now, people I recognize, not everyone is, but it is free. <clears throat> but we have a developing story out of North Kingstown. And uh, for those that follow me on Facebook, I'm going to try to have it on the website later. But a North King, wow, North Kingstown man who works for Rhode Island's only nuclear reactor has been arrested participating in the January 6th attack with the Capitol. Now, I want to give credit. I was out there this morning. You can see the footage. You can see the footage of um, uh, that I have of the raid. I want to just, I'll, I'll check. I have been in communication with, F, with uh, FBI in Boston, but and we're going to continue to try to get more information. But obviously, folks, it's it's a challenge when I'm you know, when, I'm, when Juan is live on the air, it, it makes it very, very difficult to then also be having conversations and monitor things. But um, I do have communication uh, with FBI in Boston. I contacted them. If you're watching the live stream, you know, it's also just on a side note. Oh, there he is. FBI arrest Rhode Island man tied to the January 6th attack. They're still arresting people. North Kingstown man, several criminal offenses. Following a raid of his North Kingstown home, FBI agents arrested Bernard Joseph Surrey, 47, five federal offenses, obstruction of law enforcement, engaging in physical violence, restricted building grounds, act of physical violence on the Capitol grounds. According to a sworn FBI agent affidavit, 
law enforcement said they have video showing his last name is S-I-R-R, Joseph Sir, participating in the so-called heave-ho effort to infiltrate the Capitol. Large group of attackers trying to push through a line of Capitol police. Uh, they, he works as a nuclear facilities engineer at the Rhode Island Nuclear Science Center, which is the state's only nuclear reactor. He becomes the second Rhode Islander arrested and charged participating in the Capitol on trespassing day. So this is a uh, developing story. Folks, those that saw it, that was a full team, all undercover. So this is pretty wild. Um, Let's see. North Kingstown man arrested. This is how much later? And they're still going around and trying to round them up. I am actually surprised at that. You can see... um, Again, some of the footage that we have, that was a huge amount. They were taking out all these different files, all the different FBI vehicles. Uh, they were there all undercover. It seemed very, very strong. Um, Bernard Joseph Sir, felony count, civil disorder, related misdemeanor offenses. He's, he's going to be in federal court today. Well, I can't be there, obviously. According to court documents, he was among those who illegally entered the Capitol Captured on video, physically engaging Capitol Police. Federal authorities searched the home in North Kingstown. Uh, John DePietro Facebook Live was first on the scene. Uh, Knollwood Circle in North Kingstown. It's right off of, um, if you're going to Quonset, before you turn in where there's a Coles and also there's a Dave's. The street before that, you hang a left and you go down there halfway and then you hang another left and it's right off there. FBI said it's part of an ongoing investigation. So, so that is um, that is mind blowing to me. It is. <coughs> I didn't realize it had to do with that. You know, one of the neighbors, if you saw it, came down and said, "Is this drug related?" I said, "I I don't think so. Um, I didn't think so because they were taking out all these files. There were a lot of files that they were taking out, and they do seemingly have a photo of him inside." It was part of the the whole, I'm not going to relive the whole thing. I can't believe, folks, so January 6th is, um, is again, not only dominating the national news, but also FBI man arrested tied to January 6th attack. Wow. That one I did not. Um, let me just, uh, I'm going to just FBI raid on Home of man arrested for January 6th. Rhode Island man. Sorry, folks. I recognize that Juan is live. But that was quite a presence they had. Activity. This is what they're arresting people. This is what they're arresting people for? Are they seeing what's going on at the border? Wow. Connected to January 6th at Capitol. I, I am... Um, I, I am actually surprised that that's what it's connected to for trespassing day. But boy, they are throwing the book at anybody... Who um, they're still going after them. Did you see the amount of presence there? Did they try just going and 
I mean, that is, um, well, we'll we'll talk to our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd, tomorrow, but that is quite a presence that they have. Um, and on top of that, you have the national story, Secret Service pledges response to Trump's motorcade allegations. So I don't, she's from New Jersey. I, I don't know still what to make of that story. That was um, just so, it is, I don't care what anyone says, that is definitely Cassidy Hutchinson. Is it a game changer with the testimony? Well, well, certainly in a Republican primary, I, I think it is. So, folks, I just want to, we're going to see what else we can find out about that. That's obviously a, a developing story. So if you haven't seen it, we have the footage. It's on Facebook. We will get it up on the website, petro.com. But FBI raid in North Kingstown. And now we're finding out, <clears throat> I didn't know it was tied to that. Uh, if that was a drug raid, they don't go in that way. But meaning, you know, but I, the files, that's interesting. And I wonder if the fact that that he works at Rhode Island's only nuclear reactor, are they trying to, whatever it is, boy, this guy seems like he's in trouble. FBI arrests Rhode Island man tied to January 6th attack. I do have a photo of him that we'll, uh, we'll also get that on the. On the website, folks, petro.com Folks, as you know, the news is never-ending. Um, yes, Juan was out there. Of course I was out there. I want to just also just get up to speed on all the news that is happening right now. But that is a developing story right now. That one I did not see. FBI arrest Rhode Island man tied to January 6th attack. Bernard Sir, S-I-R-R. Um... Following a raid of his North Kingstown home, and he's charged five. So they took him to custody. I I don't know anyone that has any um, video of that, but they have video showing him to try to infiltrate. They say he can be repeatedly seen engaging in assault against law enforcement. FBI Special Agent Brendan Fogarty wrote. So I did reach out to. Um, uh, let's see. He works at the Rhode Island Atomic Energy Commission. Folks, with everything, I, I have to admit, everything going on at the border, all the illegals coming into Rhode Island, and they single this guy out for trespassing day. That is, um, that's, 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 uh, that one I don't understand. But we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get a copy of the, the FBI affidavit and go through it a little bit with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Now, right now, it's 1216. Um, unless we get some more information, I do want to touch on some of the the other, obviously, and there's a lot of it, news of the day. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, and again, boy, that is, uh, that is really, I, I am stunned that that's what they are getting him on, that that's what the, uh, the charges, Wow. Huh. That's what they go after him on. Hmm. I know that um, someone had sent me. Uh, <clears throat> let me just double check something, folks. And I recognize Juan. Do you realize? You'll, yes, I know that I'm live. Well aware of that. Wow. Another one taken into custody. Eka Mouse. Hmm. I want to just double check because I, I do then have, I, th- I think the, the mother owned the home and I had information on, on that. Well, there I am. 
that is really amazing. Um, who's that individual? Nope. Um, let me just double check something, folks. And again, Juan, I am well aware. This portion of the program, but I wrote uh, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop in and see them. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Folks, they're going to have a fantastic um, weekend. They will be open July 4th. If you're going to, you know, maybe some kind of a 4th of July party get together, why not bring a nice, you know, vegetable plant, something that will last from PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in, you guessed it, North Kingstown. Boy, North Kingstown has become the center of a lot of activity. Family-run business, they are a full garden center, full-scale nursery, annuals, perennials, trees and shrubs, hanging pots, 10-inch, 12-inch moss baskets, hanging patients, large selection, beautiful patio pots, vegetable plants and herbs, tropical mandevillas, uh, full-scale nursery. They're open seven days a week. Pop in and see them. Rhode Island's number one garden center. It's PR, landscape materials, and garden center. Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron, located 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Stop in and see them. And again, folks, you're going to notice the quality. You're going to notice the service. Um, It's really just fantastic at PR Landscape Materials in Garden Center. All right, so there's a a better picture of him that I have uh, um, have located of this individual. Well, boy, he is there. They are in front of the family house. He is a big guy. I think I can get everybody else out of the picture. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that certainly matches. There they are. Wow. That's what they go after him for. Oh, okay. Yeah, he wears, you know, part of the problem is he wears a very identifiable hat. Um, and I just say that for if, in fact, you want to avoid law enforcement, um, you know, you, you don't want to kind of wear, there's your trademark cap. I don't know if that was the case. I don't know if that was the case. Everybody is presumed innocent, but those are some pretty serious charges. And the other thing that can't be ignored with this whole thing is the fact that you, you you can't ignore the fact that the people with January 6th that they've arrested, that they're still, they're still in, um, they're still holding them. They are absolutely still holding them. So I'm going to post some of the pictures that we have found. But that is, these are, when you, when they're hitting you with those types of charges, um, that, that is not meant to that that's not okay charged and released the way sometimes you're hearing people are facing charges or arrested and then they're they're just released you know on their own this is um this is a whole different drill when they go after you they're really throwing the book at them i come back to folks they they arrest i mean there were 50 people found dead because the border is wide open and 
I don't understand. I'm anxious to then go through and we'll get, wow, January 6th committee. They are amping up the arrests again. Amazing. Heather's exactly right. Wow. You know, that said, as many of you know, that is still a sore spot with me that I really wanted to go um, and then could not because of some other matters that I won't relive in everything, but we were certainly prepared for it. Um, as a member of the media, I don't have to, I don't think I have to go through the whole list that we were, I, I've, I've talked about this in the past. We were given, I was credentialed for the Trump speech at the eclipse. And I think that Friday or Monday, um, I actually spoke with one of the individuals said, Juan, you're all set. You plus one for the speech. And then some various things happened over the weekend, and then we were just unable to to pull it together. So we ended up not going. But I still go back and forth. It would have been, um, there were members of the media that went there and covered it, and were not arrested. Now, you know, I know some people have said, thank God you didn't go. Folks, it's still one of those things that just, it stays with you. It does. And admittedly, no, I I. Look at this. Now, I'm still upset that I wasn't there. So I I cannot believe they are what the this they are really afraid of President Trump. They are afraid of President Trump coming back. And there's there's no other explanation. Now it's being picked up nationally. He was uh, Bernard Sir, a.k.a. Viper Cap. He was 249 on the FBI list. And that's NBC News that is uh, um, reporting this. FBI, pardon me. Are you Bernard, sir? That depends, said the the, uh, defendant. That depends. Wow, there he is. The North Kingstown man. Folks, look at how this just swings out. It comes out of nowhere. And then suddenly... You know, boom, this type of thing hits. Now, I want to, um, again, right now, it the local time, it's 1224, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Oh, okay. FBI Boston, please call me. Well, I, I can't call you right now. So, I cannot call. I'm live on the radio. Please call me. I I can't call you. I'll call you. I'll have to call you either to break or two o'clock. But I we cannot call right now. So we'll try to um, still find out the latest. I want to go through this though. This is uh, this is a, a huge obviously. And then because of what's going on <clears throat> with the hearings at the Capitol, you know the rest of the the media are jumping on this. Let me see if um. Folks, and again, bear with me. It's 1225. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. I want to see if they sent me the affidavit. Um, Okay. I don't see it there. That doesn't mean it's not out as of yet. So let me go here. And, And some of you, many of you that follow the program know that, I and I've admitted, because my name was on the media credential list so some of the progressives got a hold of that and started this narrative that 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 i was there 
And then I, you know, I don't want to repeat myself, but I, I've kind of already gone through that. I, I explained that is true because I received a call from a member of the media that said, can you confirm, you know, that you were in DC, um, at the, at the Capitol. And I, I said, I, I was not there. And, and we also, when we broadcast, we used a green screen that had the backdrop of the, the Trump speech. So, so when that hit, there were people that were saying, oh, no, he was, he was down there. And then I, I repeated that, no, I, I wasn't there. And then the person in the media said, well, your, your name was credentialed. You were credentialed to be there. And I replied, if you, that's true. But if you check it, you will see that I, n- I never picked up the credentials. So I could have been in a very good position um, being credentialed. And then I-, I think I could have been wearing that at the Capitol. And obviously, listen, when I've attended all the Trump rallies, I've never had a problem. I love the crowds at the Trump rallies. They're fantastic. So I didn't, someone said, well, don't you think? No, they wouldn't have turned on me. Never mind if I'm there and I have a Trump credential. North Kingstown man arrested felony misdemeanor charges. Wow. Bernard Joseph, sir. Hmm. So he's going to be in federal court later. I think I'm on the air. Hmm. I'll have to find out about that. He joined a line of rioters engaged confrontation law enforcement. At 3.08, video shows him entering the tunnel. Officers say during a video taken inside the tunnel, he's at the front of the police line pushing against rioters or assaulting police. He's seen pushing against the police line with his hand pressed against a police shield. He also participated in the struggle known as the heave-ho. He's a state employee, or was, who works at URI Bay Campus as a nuclear facility engineer. The commission runs Rhode Island's only nuclear reactor. Well, I I think we know how that's gonna <clears throat> how that's gonna turn out. I think we can put him under the category of he was. Hey, but that's not fair. Hey, listen, let me just explain something to all the people that are talking about what's fair and what's what's not fair. You, you got to start to realize none of it's fair. North Kingstown me in charge in January sixth attack. Whew. Um, you, you got to understand that, that none of it is fair. And the, I also want to just mention, folks, the difference between an theory and reality. Okay? I like to deal in reality. Theory and reality. And there's just two examples I'm going to provide. Right now, it's 1229. This portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by at Med Urgent Care. Now remember, if you have an emergency, instead of going to the emergency room, you can go to At Med Urgent Care. Johnston location, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, and also 5750 Post Road in East Greenwich. At Med Urgent Care. They specialize ambulatory medicine, a diverse, wide-ranging, cost-efficient healthcare alternative, hospital-based emergency, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical orthopedic trauma, work-related injuries, uh, physical exams. And remember, anyone that has COVID, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions that zap you and you feel better instantly. 
at Med Urgent Care. 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston. Folks, check out the website, petro.com. We have a lot of unique stories. I got to find out when he's going to be in court. Um, obviously, one wants to. I think so. But I just, I also at the same time have a busy afternoon. And you can't bring, you can't record inside federal courts. So I, I don't know. I don't know about that. But anyhow, ch- folks, check out the website, petro.com, which is brought to you by the Senadale Revival, Comfort Food and Cocktails. Shane runs a great place, 2025 Smith Street, North Providence, the Senadale Revival. You can call them 401-232-8696. Food, drinks, they have live entertainment on the weekends. You're going to love it. The Senadale Revival. Let me just finish the thought about, um, you know, folks, and again, there's the difference between you know, in theory and in reality, okay? In theory and in reality. In theory, <clears throat> let me explain it this way. See, I'd like to deal, as many of you know, and again, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can listen online on our website, DePietro.com. Now, in theory, you have the right, late at night, it's 3 a.m., And you're in, pick a major city in the United States. New York City, Chicago, Philadelphia, Baltimore, anywhere, right? In theory, you have the right to walk around alone at night with a pocket full of cash and a wristwatch. If you do that, 3 a.m. alone at night, Providence, anywhere, do, are you breaking the law? No. Do you have the right to do that? Absolutely, 100%. However, the likelihood, the, if you walk around in a city alone at that time of night with an expensive wristwatch and a pocket full of cash, you are more likely to be a victim of crime. It doesn't mean that you are breaking the law. It doesn't mean as the victim you get blamed. It's kind of, you know what that to me, that's kind of like you go to the beach or a pool or whatever. It says swim at own risk. You can go in, but there's no lifeguard. There are currents. I have the right to swim in that water. You absolutely do. But it's swim at own risk. I, as an American citizen, have the right to walk around in a city late at night with an expensive wristwatch and a pocket full of cash alone. And I should not be... 100 percent. But we all know why you don't do that. You listen, we could go down the line. You have the right to take the subway at any time you want. You have the right. There's a difference between that. And, you know, someone could say, well, I the victim should not be blamed. So, you know, last night a man was robbed. He was walking through a dark alley alone at 3 a.m., And someone stopped him and robbed him of his expensive wristwatch and pocket full of cash. Was he a victim of crime? Yes. Did they violate his rights? 100%. However, we know in reality, if you do that, you increase the chances that you could be a victim of crime. Conversely, I was telling someone a story of this uh, not long ago. couple of years ago. I went to the Patriots-Buffalo game. Good seats. It was not one of the Patriots' best games. Right over to my right were some Bills fans. 
head to toe dressed up Buffalo Bills outfits. Every time the Bills would score, they would get up and do like a silly little dance. Okay. Do they have the right to do that? Yes. Do they have the right to go and wear the 100%? What ended up happening in the third quarter? Some Patriot fans threw beer on them, and then one of them, some Patriot fans ended up beating the crap out of one of them. Now, again, was he a victim of crime? Yes. Should he have the right to go to the game wearing his Bills outfit? 100%. But back in 2003, I was actually in New York, Red Sox Yankees. Big Red Sox fan. I am taking the subway to go to Yankee Stadium to the game. I have a Red Sox shirt and a hat. A New York City police officer walks over to me in the subway and says, take off your hat and put your jacket on and cover that. Now, I, officer, I have the right. Listen, he's like, listen, buddy, I, I don't need any problems tonight. You want to go to the game? You go to the game. You want to ride the subway where I am? Well, the, surrounded by, no, take off the hat. Put, I'm going it, to, it's not a matter of you're blaming the victim, Right. We, we have seen this over time. Yankee fans would come to Fenway and doused in beer. Sometimes there's a fight. Try. Did you see what happened when the Patriots lost to Buffalo and Buffalo Patriot fans? Buffalo fans are rough. The, the three roughest fans. How about, well, it was a little different with um, the Golden State Warriors and the Celtics fans. But Philadelphia Eagle fans are brutal. Philadelphia Eagle fans, every single week, there are they have a courthouse at the stadium. There are fans arrested. And most of the time, it's because they're, they're fighting with people from Cowboy fans, Redskin fans, Giant fans. They become the target. Now, again, I want to I, I repeat, you're blaming the big—no, I'm not blaming the big—you're saying that—no, I'm not saying that. They have the right to do that. But then you step back and say— if you do that, there is a chance that something could happen. So I just want to make that point because of there's been some of the talk of what happened at the state house and the people. I should have the right. No one's talking about the right. I think I've made the point. By the way, if you want to go to a Buffalo Bills game and you're rooting for the other team and you want to go and you want to wear uh, your team's jerseys, blah, blah, blah. And that's a private venue, by the way. You have every right to do it. There's, there's a list of rules on the ticket. But you do that knowing uh, you can't be naive that there could be some blowback. And all I've been trying to say to people, listen, if, if you want to go to a protest or a rally or whatever it is, and you're the other side, at the very least, don't be naive about it. And you're actually better off. I'll make the point. You're better off saying you're a counter protester. Um, I was telling someone earlier, you know, I have been at a Trump rally and around the corner, suddenly you see a group of Black Lives Matter coming. Are they really coming to hear the Trump speeches? No, no. They're coming looking to instigate trouble. And then the police can act accordingly. And they have their flag and their shirts. Does it, we were at the 2016, no, 
2020 Trump rally at the state house, the Providence police did not even allow them to enter the state house grounds, knowing it would it would result in trouble. So, and that I was surprised at, because most of the time they could make the argument, BLM, hey, it's a state house, the state we have a right to go in there. Police would not allow it. Conversely. March of 2017, there was a March for Trump rally at the State House. And anyone that was there might remember it. I was asked to MC, and you couldn't hear any of the speakers because of the counter protesters that were there, and they were blowing ear horns, and they had a marching band, and they drowned the whole thing out. And they 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 separated. There were the anti-Trump protesters, the right, and then the Trump people here. So um, and I thought they were gonna do that. In 2020. But instead, Providence police, they didn't even let them in. They kept them out. So I, I just want to, if if going forward, let's just say there's whatever, a Black Lives Matter rally or whatever. And, and, and it's more of like a rally. And you want to counter protest. I say, here's my, my advice. You get there a little bit early. You explain to the police, hey, we're counter protesters. We feel the opposite of blah, blah, blah. We're going to be wherever you designate that we should be. And we're going to exercise our right. And if handled that way, I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to throw people out. I don't think. Um, There is precedent for it. There is precedent for it. Now, if you saw some of the coverage last week, the other side is usually more aggressive, right? There were pro-life in Washington, D.C., outside the Supreme Court. There were pro-life protesters who were being attacked. By the far left. Absolutely. That is true. That was happening. But most of the time, if you communicate, because, listen, police don't want to be there when things go sideways. Police don't want to be there. Um, they, They want to have the headline, no one arrested. They want to have the headline that there were no fights. Uh, but that's why I believe, and I'll just finish it with this, that there, there has to be a level of communication and, and, and here's my real point. You, you got to know when you're a target, right? Like I know if I go to something like that or the BLM marches that I am a target. Therefore, no one's making me go. I don't have to go, but I have to plan accordingly. Um, and then someone said to me, now, for some reason, they don't seem to blame Pat Ford. Why would, listen, if I have to explain to you the difference between myself and Pat Ford, then I'm not sure this is a conversation worth having. So there's a difference. If you just stand there, and I know Pat and like him, if you stand there with a camera and you don't comment and you treat everyone, he is truly a neutral, he's like Switzerland. I I am not in that camp in any way. I am not. Uh, During, and I'll echo, during the summer of 2020 protests, was I there you know, the BLM and Tifa people say, you support the police. Yes, I do. 100%. You're with the police and not with us. Correct again. Maybe you're not as stupid as you look. Absolutely. I am totally biased. I support law enforcement. We back the blue. They have a tough job. They have better things they'd like to be doing at night than being down there dealing with that type of stuff. Um, and so, no, I am. I am absolutely. No, I'm not there saying I'm here because I want to learn more about the Antifa message. I, I know what the message is. I know about the BLM rally at the Rhode Island State House when they arrested several people with handguns. I am well aware of that. They are violent. They are dangerous. The rhetoric 
Friday night. They were working the crowd up into a frenzy. Um, and I don't know when the next uh, rally slash protest is going to be. I would imagine there's going to be a big police presence at that one. So and even listen, I would handle things differently. You have to adjust. You got to adapt and adjust. But again, there are you, you want to go see the Patriots play the Bills? Fine. You want to wear all your Patriot garb and hats and sweatshirts? I, they will absolutely allow you in. Just know that it's going to be a different experience than if you wear plain clothes. And 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 depending on the type of fan base, how that is going to go. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coatings, patios, free estimate. Call J. Perry Paving today, 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. Folks, it's J. Perry Paving. I just talked to them this morning. Folks, they are getting, and I'm so glad, they're getting such results from, they're a big sponsor of the program, J. Perry Paving. Call them for a free quote, 401-732-1730. Whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway, J. Perry Paving has your back. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, uh, licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting their clients' needs. It's J. Perry Paving, 401 732 1730. And remember, no one is better for veterans than J. Perry Paving. Call them today. Folks, this portion of the program, again, visit the website, depetro.com, which is brought to you by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Delicious uh, lunch or dinner or drinks. They're waiting for you. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. So this is a big day. Tonight is the uh, Rhode Island Republican Convention. And something to watch <clears throat> is going to be whether or not Bob Lancier. Um, oh, okay. Bob Lancier. Oh, okay. He's already being arraigned. All right. Tim White, I'm in federal court awaiting the arraignment. All right. So it's doing it while I'm on the air. Bernard Joseph, sir. Accused of taking part of the January 6th attack. The case is out of D.C., but defendants have to be processed in the jurisdiction they arrested. So has to appear in, in Providence first. And then we'll find out whether or not he ends up going to Washington or whether or not he, in fact, will be at the Wyatt Detention Center. There was also the guy at the, the barbershop on Federal Hill. He also... Um, he also was then charged with the uh, North Kingstown, uh, excuse me, with the January 6th situation. But something to watch <clears throat> is whether or not Bob Lancia is going to file the proper paperwork later today. It is my understanding he has not filed as of yet. Now, I'm also Kathy Gregg of the Providence Journal. Candidate filings, former legislators making comebacks. Joe Almeida, he's now running against Tierra Mack. It's hard to put in, and there is a um, Republican in that, Adriana Bonilla. It's hard to put into words how much the leadership wants to take out um, Tierra Mack in a primary. It's It's hard to really express that. I also want to go, Ted Nisi had uh, a good, he's also watching 
Oh, here we go. Update charges and crash that killed 17-year-old Olivia Passaretti. Armis Segura indicted driving to endanger death resulting, which she was already charged with. AG will also file for habitual offender. So Brian Crandall with that. No murder charge, as the Pazzaretti family had called for. No murder charge. All right, so I'll reach out to Janine, but no murder murder charge. Um, I want to talk to her first, just because I would imagine she's very upset. Driver accused of running her off the 95. Driving to endanger, but not a murder charge. So we will... um, reach out to her, but I want to talk to her at a time. So that's a big development. We want to talk to her at a time um, that we can't control. I would imagine she may be upset. And what I mean by that is, um, boy, look at the news on this Wednesday. So no murder charge for that. Hmm. That is really too bad. Um, and I, I don't mean that that's beyond too bad. I know they wanted the murder charge. So I will, uh, check instead. It's, it's, um, driving to endanger, driving to endanger so that I know they were waiting on that. And again, I'm going to defer to our legal expert, uh, Tim Dodd, um, Janine did post something, and I'd like to play it, but I don't know about the language. So, um, I'm going to listen to that during the one o'clock news. Um, I'm sure she's upset. I'll reach out to Janine. That's not the that's not the verdict, obviously, that they were uh, looking for as far as the charges. So the charges and the crash that killed 17 year old Olivia Passaretti has been uh, indicted in driving to endanger death resulting, which he was already charged with. Also filed for habitual offender, but no murder charge. And the reason I mention that is I, I fully recognize they did want, did want, did really want a murder charge with that. So, so two, two big legal stories of the day. It's too bad it's going to have to wait till tomorrow, but we will talk with uh, our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. So that is, um, I would think that they're very upset about that. And I'll reach out to them. Janine started to say it was the first time that they'd been out on their boat. They did know the charges were coming down. We'll find out what attorney Tim Dodd said, but that is big news. And again, repeating, um, that's a a big story for those that have been following the case. At 1249, the charges have come down against Armas Segura, the individual that ran poor little Olivia Passaretti off the road. And he has not been charged with a murder charge. He has not been uh, charged with a murder charge. So 
Why is that significant? It's significant because the, the family truly did want the murder charge. It's also very significant that, and I, I don't blame them for being upset, because he did post that he was going to go out and crash his vehicle and, you know, and do something to somebody. And so the fact that he did that, he did exactly that, as a matter of fact. And then, um, so I, I, we're going to find out, um, <clears throat> we're going to find out exactly what that means. I had someone email messaging me, do you think the North Kingstown guy was involved with the January, no, with the Cumberland murder? That is not the case. Um, I've learned more about that. It's very, very personal. I'll, I'll wait till police examine something uh, um, on that. There are children involved. Um, I've learned a little bit more about it. It, it sounds like it was a, um, a troubled situation. I do know that the wife in Cumberland... Normally, I, I would, but from what I understand, the wife was very, very dynamic and fantastic mother, woman, uh, great what she did for a living. And they, they, I did hear, though, that they, the shooting actually took place more like at 1.30 in the morning. And then one of the children came down and, and found them. So we initially thought that it happened in the morning, but it sounds like that's when the parents were discovered. But I, I believe there was some kind of an addiction problem in that Cumberland home. And that as a result of that, there, there may have been periods of unemployment. Um, and then from what I understand that there situation relationship may have been uh, reaching a conclusion and then as a result of that then then that happened so but I'm I'm gonna wait on that and I have very good source on that but I, I'm waiting to to find on, out on that simply because it there are children involved that then have to um, who then have to live with uh, the aftermath of that. Okay, so this is different. Segura's girlfriend, Alicia Peckham, is now facing charges of aiding, abetting, and harming a criminal. Oh, that's different. All right, so that's um, that's good news. She's facing charges of aiding, abetting, and harboring a criminal. AG says Segura left the scene of the crash that killed Olivia Pessaretti and hit at the couple's home. That's when they went to his the house that um, he was hiding under the bed. So, all right, so that's, at least she's being charged, and she should be charged. She should be charged on that. We'll try to find out some more on that. Folks, it's tough when I am live, and the news is just fast and furious coming, happening on this, on this Wednesday. My goodness, this portion of the program brought to you by Propane Plus. Folks, remember, call Propane Plus today, 401 885 4209 401-885-4209 in Rhode Island. Call Propane Plus 401-885-4209. 
three generations that are available 24-7 for service and delivery. And they're going to keep serving you for a long time. They offer online billing, schedule a service delivery at the click of a button. All customers receive a free safety inspection on the equipment. Folks call Propane Plus today. And remember, they also have a very easy-to-navigate website, Propane Plus propaneplus.com residential commercial you type in your zip code they're always there for you propane plus so right at 1252 so this is um a lot of news has happened just in the last hour just in the last hour good afternoon everyone it's it's uh it's one it's the john DePietro show on am 1380 99.9 fm this is the noon report live and just to recap number one fbi raid in north kingstown this morning I was there. It's tied to the guy that was indicted. They're alleging was involved with the January 6th attack. Bernard Joseph Sir, 47 years old, five federal offenses. That's number one. That's a big one. That's our lead story. Number two, the charges have come out regarding the death of Olivia Passaretti. And the driver of the car has not been charged with a murder charge. Instead, I believe driving death resulting. So we will check in with our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd, on both of those stories. But that and that one also, uh, make no mistake about it, that's, that's a big story. The family was hoping for a murder charge and now... <clears throat> They're not getting a murder charge with that. Um, the AG, but also the girlfriend, Alicia Peckham, has also been charged. We'll find out from our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd, everything that is involved in that. As far as what, what type of time she could be looking at. But that's big. Segura's girlfriend, Alicia Peckham, facing federal charges of aiding, abetting, harming a criminal left the scene of the crash, and then hid at the couple's home. He was hiding under the bed when they went to her house. The reason is a guy in Lincoln, they first went to his home, and then he said he sold the car to her. It was a BMW. So they had her information, state police. Then all she did was they, um, I think they changed the license plate. They changed the license plate or something. But they, that's how they found the car. I have an update on that when it first happened back in January. We learned about it on DeBitro.com. But update in the charges. The driver accused of running off 95, Arma Segura, indicted, driving to endanger death resulting. And also he's going to be uh, filing for being a habitual offender. So, but the big story is a J6 defendant right there in North Kingstown. How about that? Hmm. He works for the Rhode Island Atomic Energy Commission. I believe that is a state job, and it's uh, based at at URI. So I think at the the Bay Campus. He um, again, we have the footage up. I'll get it on to. It was it was quite an FBI raid. For those of you that saw our Facebook Live coverage, that was a lot of agents. I haven't seen anything like that, and they were very undercover. By the way, I'm gonna guess that they were fearful that he had weapons in the home, but that was pretty, they didn't gent, uh, knock gently. They went in, they went in pretty heavy on that. They went in very, very heavy on that, as a matter of fact. So 
Um, the police showing up at his door and raiding his home in North Kingstown, they, um, they had quite the presence. Again, we will get that up on the website at some point for now. It is available on, uh, on Facebook, so we're getting more details. And I believe he is, in fact, being arraigned as we speak. They're in court waiting for him. They are not fooling around. They're still going after J6 people, which is, um, it is. I'm very, I'm, I'm, that's mind-blowing to me. They're still trying to track them, track them down. Uh, let's see. The hearing, let's see. Okay. Um, I'm just reading Tim White's tweets. Uh, U.S. Magistrate Judge Patricia Sullivan has taken the bench. The arrest warrants out of D.C. Uh, Brendan Fogarty investigated the case seated next to uh, Officer FBI Agent Daly. He's also there. U.S. Marshal stands close by him. Veteran prosecutor Paul Daly is there for the government. Uh, hearing is about Sullivan. I think we're going to be running up into, okay, the news, but I have a, Sullivan says the affidavit support of the criminal conduct is fairly detailed. She's walking him through all the counts he's facing. The hearing is about trying to determine if he should be transferred to D.C. to face charges there. He can also request to get the prosecution, the, the case transferred from D.C. to Rhode Island. So that's what they're having right now. All right, we're going to follow this. This is a developing story. Folks, we're going to have more on it next hour. Again, next hour is radio only. I will be doing Facebook Live later. But right now at 1259, we're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. Again, big local story is a local man. FBI raided his home, North Kingstown. J6 defendant. And then also uh, other news as well. So next hour, AM 1380, 99.9 FM, where you can listen online at the website, petro.com. We're back on the other side after the one o'clock news.